Hello, and welcome back to the Law of Attraction Tribe podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Keith. And if you are a fan of the podcast, then you need to join me inside my manifestation club called the Inner Tribe. The Inner Tribe is located inside the Manifest It Now app, and it is where we meet every single week and do live manifestation calls. We bring in guest experts two times a month. So every other week, you get a guest expert that is helping you grow and expand your mindset and manifest your best life. You can ask them questions. We have a community of high vibe women that you can network with and you get access to the entire app. So all of the courses, the book club, and I create custom workbooks for you filled with journal prompts, custom subliminals, meditations, the whole nine yards. So if you like manifestation, if you like the podcast, then this is definitely for you. So I will link it in the show notes below. And it's time to invest in something that is going to help you manifest the best year ever. So get in there as soon as possible. We've got a lot of really fun things planned for the rest of this year. Now let's dive into the show. Welcome back to the Law of Attraction Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Keith. And today I am here with Helena Grace Donald, who is a money mindset coach. And she's also the host of the Girl Unfiltered podcast, which is one of my favorites. It's on my list. I listen to it all the time. Um, Helena, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Um, so we talk a lot in the inner tribe about money mindset. And I think you could probably agree that everyone has some form of limiting beliefs around money. I think even people who are considered wealthy or grew up with money, there's still some blocks and things like that. And, um, I know that's a lot of what you do in your work. And before we dive into all of that, I thought maybe you can just tell everyone your story because you have a really great uh, money story of just how far you've come. So would you mind just giving everyone a little background? Of course, absolutely. I'm so glad that you do talk about it within your tribe because I think the more and more that we all talk about it, the more and more it becomes the normal uh, the norm for us to work on it. And I think that it's so uncomfortable for us, especially as women, to really talk about money. So we're going to talk a lot about money today. And I, if, if stuff comes up for you or you feel a trigger or you feel something in your body shifting or something, some discomfort, that's your body's way of telling you, okay, something's resonating here. Something needs to shift. So I'm just so glad that we're having this conversation because the reason I'm so passionate about that is because I didn't ever talk about money. <laughs> like, honestly, when I think back to when my now husband and I were dating and we had to talk about money, it was like pulling teeth. It was just so uncomfortable. It was like my body shut down. I hated spending any time with money. Um, looking at my bank accounts was just not a thing that I did. And so this leads me to my like, aha, I'll come to Jesus, also rock bottom moment, which is where, you know, I was working and I was really doing a lot in my strategy for my business. I had already been on a international book tour. I was really putting myself out there and I was doing all of the things and I was, you know, showing up and, and growing my online business. And I knew what I wanted to do, but it just wasn't clicking. And so here I was one day, um, I live in LA and I was at Trader Joe's 
and I was walking around the grocery store for no joke, probably like 45 to 60 minutes, picking up the bottom shelf items, calculating what the things were going to cost, putting the cheapest items in my in my cart, coming back to put some of them back because I would second guess myself and be like, you don't need this. Trying to calculate like how long are these groceries going to last me until I have to come back and do more grocery shopping. It really was not the vibrational frequency that I am here to live, but that was the space that I was in. And I'll never forget getting to the checkout and swiping my card and my phone was sitting right next to the um, card machine. And as soon as I swiped it and paid, my phone notified me that I had 97 cents left in my bank account. And it was one of those moments where I just wanted the ground to swallow me up and I held my shit together. Sorry, I don't know if we can swear. I held my oh, yeah, stuff go together. For it. <laughs> I do all the time. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, and I managed to make it back to my car and I just sat there and started to bore my eyes out and wanted to just bang my head on the steering wheel because I knew that this was not the life that I was here to live. I knew that I was working really, really hard And here I was stuck in this complete vicious cycle with money, not being able to ever get past a certain point of any kind of overflow or security or safety around money. And for my bank account to represent 97 cents, I was like, what the hell is going on? Like something has got to change here. Um, And in that moment, I was also really hungry. So the humor in it is that I literally grabbed like a turkey packet of deli meat and was like (laughs) eating the deli meat and crying my eyes out at the same time. Um, And I just stopped. And this was like, I think where whoever you call it, God, angels, universe kind of spoke to me. And I realized it wasn't like every area of my life was doom and gloom. It wasn't like other areas of my life weren't thriving. I mean, I had met the man that is now my husband and my love life felt really positive. I had cultivated amazing friendships in my life, even from moving from a completely different continent over to LA. I had healed myself of some very limited um, body image issues that were had been a real, real struggle for me for many, many years. And I realized, well, hang on a minute, Helena. The reason that those areas of your life are thriving is because you've genuinely put in the work and the healing work to make it so. And so here I was banging my head on the steering wheel, wanting money to show up for me, wanting money to do something and be a certain way for me. And not once had I really ever showed up for money. I'd never really looked at my programming. I never paid any time and attention with money. I was not anyone that they would want to be in a really positive, fruitful relationship with. And I use the relationship analogy a lot in my work. And so I made a commitment to myself that that instead of staying up until midnight, creating another sales page or sending out more emails and doing more things, I would really prioritize whatever this whole money mindset thing was and working that out for myself And so that was the first time I made that commitment to myself. And I started to learn about the energy of money. I started to pay more attention to my relationship with money, why I was programmed to believe certain things. And most importantly, started to understand my subconscious beliefs around money because I could have thought, oh no, I like money. I I, I respect money. And, you know, 
I didn't come from poverty. Um, I came from a very middle-class family and we always had food on the table and, and I was always able to do the things that I wanted to do growing up that helped me excel in my life. But that's not the point. It's not about that. We all have money stories and I had programming for my parents and I had programming for my school and different things like that, that I had never looked at. And so when I started to understand that programming, I realized that actually on a subconscious level, I did not want money in my life for many reasons. And we can go into what some of those are for a lot of people. So I was actually blocking it because I didn't feel safe receiving money. And when I understood that, and when I let that out, and when I shifted that, I mean, obviously the rest is history. I mean, I've built a multiple six-figure business and within, I want to say less than 12 months of this work, maybe it's slightly more, I was signing a 70K contract to be a coach for a corporate company. Like I was working with multi-million dollar companies. I had like clients coming in. It just felt like the veil had lifted, the energy had shifted and I didn't even go straight into being a money mindset coach at that time because I was just really fascinated in the journey myself. And I started to like let that seep into conversations I was having with clients and started to talk a little bit more openly about my journey on social media. And the more that I did that, the more people were resonating with it. The more people were going, oh my God, I need to hear more of this or this is how I feel. So I started to share more of the work that I was doing and the subconscious training that I was doing around this specifically for money. And it just made me realize that so many of us women have this programming and very limited beliefs around money. And no matter how ambitious we are and how hard we work, that can really hold us back. And I do not want to see any more women hold themselves back financially. Like the world more so than freaking ever needs us women to be empowered financially no matter what your background is, um, no matter what your you know job is, all of it, like whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a career woman, this applies to all of us. And so it just made me stand even more in that passionately. And that's what I stand up and, and passionately speak about now on a daily basis. Uh, well, I am passionate about it as well. And especially with, with women, because I think that there are so many generational beliefs that aren't necessarily even like our beliefs from our own personal experience, but just were learned over generations because it really wasn't that long ago, like that women did not have a say in finances and could not, um, you know, go to a bank and get a loan. Or I think you and I actually had this conversation before. Um, cause I, I believe it was on your podcast that you had mentioned that women couldn't even get like a credit card until the seventies or something. And yeah. so I actually brought that up. It was really cool. I had, um, we were having dinner and my mom and my grandma were both there. So wow. I was talking about this with them and I was like, you know, it's pretty crazy just how much has changed from when you guys were my age to now. And my grandma was like, oh my gosh, Stephanie, like when I got a divorce in the seventies, I literally could not get a credit card. And she wow. said, couldn't even go and buy a couch for her apartment because they wouldn't give her any credit because she wasn't married. So yeah. she had to like borrow furniture and like have my dad who was like her mm -hmm. son go and help her to like get stuff. And mm -hmm. I just, 
that blew my mind because that was only a few years before I was born that this was happening. And so it's no wonder that we have all these crazy beliefs as women because our mothers and our grandmothers and great grandmothers literally had no say in their, in their Mm -hmm. finances. And so they raise us and obviously they don't mean to pass on any of these beliefs, but it's just our culture and our society that kind of like hangs on to that. And so I think it's really important, especially with women that we now like stand up and empower ourselves and know that we can handle money and we can manage and we can invest and we can earn because mm-hmm. for so long we were told that that we can't. So I completely agree. Like, like it, and on so many levels, I mean, it's just crazy to think our mothers like to like go one generation back and then even just go to my, my grandmother's still alive. Like, I know what she went through. I know, God, I don't even want to go into what she went through financially trying to raise seven children in Ireland. But I completely believe that, you know, that is not only passed on through habits and language and certain just things that you experience witnessing your grandmother and your mother growing up, but it can also live within the cells of our being. I mean, we... Um, we can inherit that within ourselves, the the traumas and the generational beliefs, um, not to go super, super woo-woo into that, but just, you know. Oh, I love the woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if you think about it, um, we are, this is going super off topic, but like when, like my, my egg of like who I am was in my grandmother. Isn't that cra- like, it's yeah, crazy for that's us to think true. about that. Mm-hmm. Like we're giving, if you're giving birth to a girl, like you already carry your grandchildren's eggs. It's just like, it's in our freaking bodies already. So how can that trauma not be possibly mm-hmm. passed down? Yeah. And so, you know, I think we're in this really amazing place as women. Like, I don't want to get negative about it. We're actually in this, like, pr- I think we're on the precipice of massive uprise, like uplifting, up-leveling and transformation. And that's what excites me about what I do and what you do, because we now have the power within ourselves to make radical changes and shifts. And so, you know, I can walk into a bank account, a bank account, walk into a bank and open my business account and get a loan and a credit card. And I don't need to be married to do that. I wasn't married when I did that, which is amazing. We have that power within ourselves now and accessibility and and women are building multi-million dollar companies. Mothers are working part-time from home and making six figures, multiple six figures. Like it's incredible what we can do now. But with that being said, if we want to create massive radical change, we now, us, have to be the generation that do not pass this down into our children's lives. And we do the healing now because my hope is that in the future, my children don't need a money mindset coach. (laughs) I mean, we always, I think, I believe always in um, therapy and life coaching and working on yourself, but I want to share some of the stories about how I felt around money with my children or what their mother, their grandmother or their great grandmother felt and them to be like, holy crap, that's crazy. Like it just to be so otherworldly to them because we've done the healing in order to create that and make that shift for them. Oh my gosh. I'm getting like goosebumps because this is like literally the same thing. I think the same exact thing. So I have three kids and my oldest is a 13 year old girl. 
And like, she was there as we were talking about this stuff. And she's like, are you kidding me? Like (laughs) she couldn't even fathom a world where like women couldn't get a credit card. Like it's just, you know, mind boggling to her. And what's really cool, like it, it really was ended up being a very positive conversation because my mom was just saying like, you know, I'm so grateful that like you guys have all these opportunities because they just literally didn't exist that we didn't even have the internet back then. And, you know, and so looking even at my daughter who's, who just turned 13 and she's already doing things that she loves and earning money from it because of the world that we live in and how we have like everything accessible at our fingertips, all the knowledge in the world. And, What's really cool is I see women building businesses that are helping other women. It's like everyone that has a business that I know is serving in some way, shape, or form and like collectively helping the whole. And I just think it's so cool. And I think it's so amazing that I can be a mom home with my kids. My kids are downstairs right now and running a business all at the Mm -hmm. same time. And that was something that just wasn't possible at one point in time. So it's like, we had to take advantage of, of these opportunities and pass all of this knowledge on to our kids. So, um, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Um, so, okay. When women at the beginning, you were like, if you get a little bit triggered by listening to this stuff, Mm -hmm. then you really need to listen to it. And I have (laughs) noticed that too. Like, I always, not always, but like I do get comments from people when I'm posting about money or when we're talking about money, like some kind of like, well, you know, I'm more focused on other things and money's not everything. And I agree, but I think that when people have that reaction, that means that they need the money mindset work more than anyone because there's probably a lot of beliefs there. Mm -hmm. So is that kind of how you uncover what beliefs you have by what types of things you feel triggered by, or like, how do you, how would you recommend someone start uncovering some of these deep seated beliefs? Oh my gosh. Where do I even begin? Well, just think about how do you operate with money now? I mean, if you want to really start, look at your current situation, how is money responding to you? Money is an energy and If you feel like money is constantly creating frustration and anger for you, if you're feeling more in a state of lack, if you go to the checkout and whenever you go to enter your um, credit card or a card that your stomach drops, um, if you don't want to pay any time and attention sitting with your bank accounts and actually going and logging on and looking at what's in there, that was me. And the funny thing is it's, I feel like it's never as bad as you actually mentally think that it is. Never. We, it's <laughs> never as bad. Like the situation is never as bad. Even, even where I was at with 97 cents, I'm even saying that like, you can always figure out the truth was that I still bought groceries. I still mm. had food on, on my table. Um, you have to look at what's triggering you. And, and that can be mentally the thoughts that you're having. So start just bringing awareness to that. Whenever you think about money, what are the thoughts attached to it? Is it more lack? Is it more abundance? Do you feel safety and security or do you feel frustration, anger, bitterness even towards money? Um, And also really look at what the physical feelings are in your body, because I believe in the mind, body, money connection. And that's something that I always start with is with every client and in my programs and um, just 
anyone that's starting to come into my, my vortex, I look at what their inner mind, body, money map is. And so we'll look at the five different aspects of money. And so I believe money is even too broad of a term and we have to break it down into even smaller layers. So we're going to look at your savings. We want to look at your income. We want to look at your debt. We want to look at your income goals. And I know I've just had a download that even when I just said debt, someone listening right now had a feeling in their body. When I said savings, somebody felt something. So just notice that. And what I'm looking at when we look at what those numbers are, because I'm not here to go, go be your financial guru or like your money management coach. I can give you tips and tools about that. What I'm looking at is what is going on in the response within your body. So what is your instant thought when you look at that number? What is the instant feeling when you look at that number? And what are some of the past experiences that seem to be attached to that number? So when we start looking at that and uncovering that and writing that down, then you have the awareness to really start checking yourself and looking at, okay, where did I learn this? And that's really what we want to get to is because the truth is that you were born abundant. You were born worthy. I'm pregnant right now. I don't know if the listeners know that. And like, seriously, there's like, I've never met this baby. Baby is pure abundance and pure worthiness and does not need to do or like experience anything for me to believe that as their truth. That's just hands down. <laughs> quick story, quick story on that, because this is so funny. I was in the store with my two-year-old daughter. And talk about being born abundant and, and how we like learn this lack and it's not inherent in us. Anytime we go in the store, she just goes and she grabs stuff off the shelf and she just throws it in the cart, anything she wants. And, yeah. and instead of like telling her, no, we can't afford that. We can't have that, put that back. I just like watch her and I try to like soak up that vibration because I'm like <laughs> in her mind we can have anything we want and we're totally worthy of it. And it's like, bring it on. And yeah. it's just so it's a joy to like watch that. And I'm like, I'm not going to be the one to, um, to stifle that. So I'll just yeah. kind of like casually put stuff back, but I let her have her fun and I like really yeah. enjoy that. So sorry yeah. to get off topic. No, I love that. You can kind of play imaginary checkout with her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> love that. Um, and it, yeah. And because we are born that way, we're born pure, pure love, pure abundance, pure worthiness. And it's just, it's what we, so when we're born, we're, we're just sponges, especially during the ages of zero and seven. And so you don't know what money means at two years old. You don't know what money, you've never really had a job. <laughs> I hope you've never had a job at five <laughs> years old. You may have a piggy bank, but that's pretty much about it. And you're learning, okay, this is what heat means. This is what cold means. This is what money means. This is what pain means. This is what happiness means based off of how people are responding to those things around you. And so you're absorbing all of that. And so if you want to start looking at what your programming is around money, if you've never looked at it before, ask yourself, what is my parents' relationship with money? Or at least the, the primary caregivers that were in your life at that time, that were in the household around that time, because that will be a huge indicator of the beliefs that you've absorbed. And sometimes we need to step out of ourselves and look at others and, and become more aware of that for us to then internalize, oh, okay, I get it. Like, oh, I saw that my mom was disempowered around money 
and that in order to receive money, it came from my father. And then this was the energy that was in the house whenever money was being talked about. Oh, okay, clicking now. No wonder when my partner brings up money, I feel this. Mm -hmm. Oh, no wonder I have this subconscious belief that in order to have safety and security around money, really it has to come from a man. And I say that subconsciously because we can be walking around touting a completely different conscious story, which is what I was doing. I mean, I was speaking on national TV, like talking about empowering women. Like that was my conscious belief. That was what I was here for. Not having any idea that on a subconscious level in the cells of my being, I felt like I couldn't create this inner sense of safety and security around money myself. And that was coming out in other ways. And and so when I brought awareness to this, and there are many layers to it, then I got to choose what is my story going to be. And I want every listener to know that when you bring awareness to this, you're not stuck in that story. You're not stuck in that programming. The awareness is the power within itself, because at any given moment, you get to rewrite that story. You get to say, I'm turning the page. And from here on out, this is how I'm going to choose to show up for money. I love that. I love choosing it. I love the whole idea of like deciding. I feel Mm. like there's so many things in life that we just kind of we go through life on autopilot and we don't ever make a decision. We just think like, oh, well, this is just the way it is. But you're absolutely right. Once you bring awareness to it, you can decide differently. And what I've found in my life is once I decide, once I make that decision, like the universe will move mountains to make that happen. It really is incredible. And, you know, we know everything is energy. And I really do feel like when you decide you shift that energy. Like you are changing your reality. And I have been going over limiting beliefs for a really long time and looking at like, okay, well, once we identify them, like how do we really release them and let them go? And I've tried so many different things and there's so many useful and helpful tools out there, but I have to say my favorite now, my new favorite is tapping. But I didn't like it at first. Okay. So I've done tapping in the past in different programs and I didn't really get it. I was like, okay, like this is okay. I guess whatever. I just didn't really get it. I took your, um, I forget the name of the program. Tap into your inner rich babe. (laughs) Yes. That's the one. And I was like, it finally like clicked with me. And I think that it's you like bringing, like you bring everyone through this journey and, all of the beliefs that you talked about, like every single one of them, I totally resonated with. Mm. And I felt like you were right there with me. You know, it's like, you have this like calming presence where it's like, I'm not judging you. I'm right there with you. I was there with you and we're going to go through this together. And so I think like that really helped. And I literally felt like a weight lifting off of me. And I didn't get that before when I tried it in the past. So I don't know like what all clicked to make it happen, but I just felt this weight lift off. And I felt like I was literally like shedding old energetic cords around money. And since then, I just feel, I don't know. I feel like my whole outlook, my whole relationship with money has drastically changed. Um, in terms of like, before I was absolutely terrified to spend, like I had this 
this deep belief that the money's going to run out, that you spend it and it's gone and it's never coming back. And it really did help me shift. So I just wanted to bring that up because I think that there's different tools out there and everyone resonates with something different. And that was the one thing that I was a little standoffish with, but I tried it and and it ended up being like the thing that really helped me a lot. So do you, do you find that like with your clients, like there's, there's certain things that might like work well with one person and then something else that they want to try with someone else? Yeah, totally. And and they're, they're, Firstly, thank you. And I'm so happy to get that feedback that that's how you feel within the program. That's exactly why I created it. And also just to share, like, how quick are the tapping videos? How quickly can you move through that? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that, that's the other thing. It's like, you don't have to go through this crazy long thing. It's like we, I would watch, I don't even know how long they were, like maybe eight minutes, five minutes, something like that. The specific tapping portion is I'd say max 10 minutes. And then there's a training session as well. So, and there's five of them. So yeah, but you can take, you can decide every morning I'm going to do this tapping session. Mm -hmm. Like, and the ones I send to my private clients, I'm not kidding. They're like eight to 10 minutes. Yeah. You, like everyone can find that in their day. And what I would do is I would wait until I started kind of like feeling something around money. Like maybe mm-hmm. I was about to go purchase something and I was like nervous about it or whatever. And I'm like, man, like I, I feel it in my body. So I'm going to try this tapping and it works. And like, mm-hmm. so you have everybody rate how they're feeling before and after. And it's wild. It's wild how much it can change your state and the way you're feeling and your outlook. Like I just, I was totally blown away by it. And now I'm a huge tapping fan, by the way. You just have to like, maybe you just have to find the beliefs that are really like prevalent for you for it to work or the right tone of voice or the right, just messaging behind it. But I do find like, well, even when I think about myself, I had massive resistance to tapping when I first discovered it, even though I knew it was actually my mom that introduced it to me. Um, And I started using it for actually my body image stuff. And when I finally let myself use it, it it was like, I remember one night so clearly in my mind where I went from, you know, I get you to rate it like 10 out of uh, how intense on the scale are you? Are you a 10 or a zero? Mm-hmm. I would say I was a 12 with intensity that night and I got it down. And so that really made me a believer in it. And then I knew when I was doing the money mindset work and the journey on myself, I was like, this has to apply to money. Like I have to bring my experience. I was already an EFT practitioner at that point. And I was like, how can I create something that this is quick and easy to use for my clients? And I'll find that, you know, it is a bit of a strange thing to do when you haven't done it before. It can feel a little odd and be like, does this really work? So sometimes there's a little bit of resistance with my clients. Um, or I'll be on a group training session. I'm like, we're all going to do some tapping and you can see everyone being like, what is this? Mm-hmm. But at the end, everyone is like, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just think sometimes as well, we have to be aware of this with our subconscious beliefs. Sometimes our little miss critical, our little miss fear does not want us to release it. So the resistance can also be, I don't have time for tapping or that's weird or I don't know if that's for me because your body intuitively knows maybe if I actually did this, I wouldn't have this belief and what will change for me as a result of not having this belief any longer. So that's also part of the 
work as well as bringing awareness to that, that it's safe to up level in money, that it's yes. safe for you to actually shift because another big aspect that we don't talk about can also be your fear of success. Mm-hmm. So what, who am I if I actually had the money I'm consciously walking around saying I want? Who am I if I no longer have these limiting beliefs? Would I still fit in with my tribe and all of these different elements? So that's a big part of the work that I do as well. So that when you do start now manifesting, you are actually ready to receive it and it feels safe within your body. Yeah. I think that's such a good point because like I said, we talk about money a lot in the inner tribe. And I feel like the con there's always a conversation around like, yeah, but what about those rich people that, um, don't give to charity and don't, and like, there's always like a negative connotation around it that we have to like work through because I think as a society, and I think this has gone on just for a really long time, like there's this perception that being rich means you're not a good person and being poor means like somehow you are. And I don't exactly know like where that all started, but it's absolutely not true. And it's so easy to disprove it because it's like, okay, think of one poor person, you know, that's not a good person and think of one wealthy person that is. So it like, it really has so much to say on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Don't get me started. (laughs) I like, as soon as you said that, my question was, how the hell do you know whether they're giving to charity or not? Like, right. You're in their bank accounts. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And so it's like, it is, it's really frustrating when people bring that stuff up. But once again, it's like, that means you definitely need the money mindset work, you know, like if that's, if that's the kind of emotion that's coming up and, um, it's really upsetting thinking about people with money, then you're basically like repelling money. So it's really important to look at that. And it's so easy to disprove these things. And one example we were talking about one time, it was like a very specific example of like a, a billionaire that wasn't really a good person. Okay. And, I'm just like, yeah, but isn't that all the more reason why you should be a billionaire because they're not going to do it. So that's why you need to become wealthy. So you can go and do those things that you're talking about. Like, why would you not like, why would you keep yourself small just because there's one person that isn't doing, you know, Mm. quote unquote, the right thing with money. So like, how um, are you serving anyone by deciding to stay under a certain like line with money because Mm. somebody out there is deciding to choose to spend their money a different way. Like that exactly. makes no sense to me whatsoever. I understand that though. I know, I mean, I look at the social programming we receive as women all the time. Um, not just wealthy people are greedy, but what it means to be a wealthy woman. If you look at any movie, any um, sitcom, things we see in magazines, like try to find me and I will wait. <laughs> I've been waiting for years for somebody to tell me. I ask this question all the time. Name me a movie where there's a super wealthy, super successful woman who is also depicted as being an amazing mother, an amazing wife who loves her body. You can't find one. About herself who like has happiness and comes home and like eats with her family at the table. Or is it always depicted that she's lonely? She's bitchy. She has no friends. She hates herself. So if we're watching that growing up, like, of course, we're going to have like beliefs around that. Of course, we're going to believe, oh, if I let money in, 
this is one for me. If I let money in, I don't get to have the same love in my life. Mm -hmm. So you have to watch all of that. But to think about wealth, having wealth means you're being greedy. I think having wealth and letting yourself be empowered financially is the least selfish thing that you could ever do. Because let me tell you, when I was struggling to make ends meet, I was not in a place where I had the capacity to give back to others, to be the best partner, friend, and all of the things in between that I can be now when I live from more abundance, because I have the capacity to do that because I have overflow in my life. I can't serve others and turn like inspiration on for others if I can't keep my own lights on. Exactly. Like, how is serving anyone? I'm so glad you, you brought that up because I always think about like, you know, when you're in like psychology 101 and like they talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm -hmm. and it's like at the base is safety and security. Well, you think about like what you need to survive or not at the base, the base is like food, clothing, shelter, then mm -hmm. it's safety and security. Mm -hmm. So you think about like food, clothing, shelter, you need money to have all of those things. And you know, like if you are worried whether or not you can pay the rent next month, you're definitely not going to be in a place to serve others. Um, and then even when you go up to like safety and security, I find that a lot of times, um, at least with me and, and a lot of clients that I've worked with is like the money fears, there is like a root of safety and security there. It's like, there's a lot of like, maybe they grew up um, watching their parents you know, fight over money or something. And, you know, they're scared as a child seeing that. And so now this whole like safety and, and security and stability is all wrapped up in this really confusing relationship with money. Um, but at the end of the day, like if you don't have to worry about those basic needs and those you, you knew that all your bills are going to be paid, that opens up the space then to go to the next level and to start serving others and to think about um, how you can, you know, help the world and make an impact and do something different. So yeah, like once you dissect it, there's every reason in the world to disprove yeah. that yet people, I still hear it like almost daily from someone about, you know, um, why rich people are bad. <laughs> And they're not all bad either. And my, my invitation would be go find examples of three incredible women who have a lot mm -hmm. of wealth, who live life in a way that feels authentic or in alignment with you and look at what their story is and look at how they live their lives. And I also do want to add with it, it sounds odd coming from a money mindset coach, but it's not all about the money. And actually it, it goes so beyond that. And what often happens is you think when I get this amount of money, then I get to feel this, then I get to feel safe, then I get to feel secure, then I get to feel successful and worthy. And I reverse engineer that and I'm like, you get to feel and have to feel all of those things now, because by doing so you're reducing this energy of neediness that you're placing on money to give you that thing. And if you want to be an enlightened and inspired and an alignment, uh, an aligned person with money, begin having those feelings now, or else you're constantly going to be chasing something. And maybe that's where the mix up is with who is bad or not bad, not bad with money. Like you get to feel gratitude for what you have right now. You get to feel even freedom. You get to feel love. You get to feel safety and security. If you look around you and you find those things now, I don't need money to be happy. Like money is this bonus energy of overflow. And I know by showing up 
from a place of embracing all the little moments and finding joy. I just bought new cushions for our baby nursery today. And I was like, Aww. oh my God, I'm so happy. <laughs> like I wake up and I find gratitude and I love walking my dog and I love being just laughing on the sofa with my husband. Like those things don't have to cost money. Yes, I have money, but I'm embracing the energy of gratitude as my baseline to then step into an abundant energy to allow me to receive more of that. So look at that. Like, what are you waiting to experience? You get to experience that now. Yeah. And I just had like a total light bulb moment too, back to the whole tapping course. I think the reason why I had such a big shift is because it's like literally taking all of those bad feelings and like shifting your energy and like leaving you feeling really good. Cause at the end of it, you do, you feel like really good, really light, really happy and like grateful. And you're feeling all those feelings that you want to have once you already have the money. So you're, it's almost like you're, you're making that quantum leap because you're feeling that way. And so you're just kind of like shifting into that frequency of abundance Mm -hmm. where 10 minutes prior, you might've been like super anxious or angry or annoyed by money. And so I think like it's, this probably sounds so obvious to everyone that's listening, but I think I just made that connection of like why it's so, it's so powerful. Cause at the end of the day, like manifestation, it's like, if we're holding on to a feeling and, we, and that feeling becomes our vibration, like that's going to dictate our reality. So if we can quickly shift out of these, these vibrations that don't feel good, we're you're quantum leaping. That's it. You just nailed it. <laughs> I nailed it. That's the, that's the secret guys. That's the answer. So Helena, um, remind every, remind me, cause I don't remember exactly like where, but I will, I guess I'll link it in the show notes where everyone can get that tapping course. Cause I definitely recommend that being a really good, um, tool for people to release some of that mm-hmm. trauma and limiting beliefs that they have around money. It's such a great entry point for someone who's listening to this and is like, okay, I'm ready to take my next step. Maybe you're not ready for private one-to-one coaching. Maybe you're not, but you're ready to go. Okay, what is going on with my money mindset? I'm ready to make some shifts and bring real radical awareness to this. It is just the most epic entry point for that. Um, And you have it for life. So if you feel anxiety 10 months from now because some big purchase is coming up or you're up-leveling in your business, just go to the tapping. Like that's, that's why it's there for you. And I would love to gift your listeners and your tribe $25 off that program as well. So I'm going to create a special coupon code for them when they get to the checkout, just put in law of attraction tribe, and maybe we can add that to the show notes and that will be available for them as well. Great. Thank you so much. Yes. I will definitely add the link and the code and everything in the show notes. And then can you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah. Come and say hi on Instagram, especially if you've been listening to this. And I would just love to know what your biggest takeaway was. Um, My Instagram is at girl underscore unfiltered. It's probably the best place to find me, but definitely also if you're a lover of podcasts, go check out the girl unfiltered podcast. And my website is girlunfiltered.com. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This was such a great conversation and um, I can't wait to just see where this takes everybody. So let us know, come talk on Instagram and let us know if you do the tapping and how it's uh, worked for you. So thank you again for coming on. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys want more in between these podcast episodes, you can subscribe to my Apple podcast, Manifested It. You can find that in Apple Podcasts and it has all of my bonus interviews, guided visualizations, subliminals, meditations, all that good stuff. Or you can download the Manifest It Now app where I put everything, all of my interviews, tools, everything I've used to manifest a life I don't need a vacation from. You can find that wherever you get your apps in Google Play or the Apple App Store. And you can join the Inner Tribe Manifesting Community, which is inside the app as well. If you want to up-level with a group of women who are there to support you, cheer you on, give you guidance, and up-level your vibe. And if you love this episode, the best thing you can do to support the podcast is share it. Share it with a friend, share it on your Instagram. Make sure to tag me at Law of Attraction Tribe so I can share it back on my story as well. I love connecting with you guys and putting a face to all the listeners out there. So come connect with me over on Instagram and let's start a conversation. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next time.